0: hi friend welcome to the fresh life podcast in this podcast we seek to shape the next generation through life on life discipleship i'm so glad you tuned in today because today is our first episode in our tough topics series and we're going to jump into what what kind of tough topics we're going to be talking about but you are not going to want to miss any of these episodes if you are in a discipleship relationship, these episodes are for you. We want you to feel equipped to enter into some of the most common tough topics that we see. Another heads up is our retreat is coming up May 7th and we're gonna talk a little bit about that in the episode, but I want you to head to our website and find out all about this retreat at Mahoney State Park. It's gonna be an incredible day and we are so excited for what God has in store for you. I'm so giddy about this episode, let's just jump right in. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Fresh Life Podcast. My name is Leah Peeper, and I'm here with my friends Lisa and Tara. And we are so excited to be starting the first episode in our Tough Topics series today, Before we jump into that, though, I want to remind you about our retreat coming up on May 7th. It's going to be a blast. You guys, you will not want to miss it. We're having it at the Mahoney State Park. It's at one of their brand new event centers, and it's gorgeous. So head to our website to find the link to that because you're going to want to sign up. We're only open for registration this week and next week, but if you come to the door, it's only a $10 upcharge. So we'll hope to see you there. So friends, our hope with this podcast is to help shape the next generation through life-on-life relationships. We believe that part of knowing and following Jesus means we step into each other's life with intentionality to grow closer to God. When we enter into those relationships, often things can get messy because we are messy. In this series, we're tackling four different tough conversations that you will likely come across in your discipleship of others. So today we're talking about sin, and I know that's a very Mm -hmm. sensitive topic, but we are so excited to... To just help equip you for that tough conversation. So Lisa and Tara, will you start us off by telling us why it's important to enter into tough conversations like talking about sin with
1: women? I find it fascinating, Leah, that we even think that sin is a tough conversation because it's so so prevalent and it's out there and it feels like that would be something that we all know is there, so why wouldn't we talk about it? Yeah. But I do think it is tough and I think it's important to talk about because it is real, and it's there. And there are ways that we can navigate how sin affects both us and those around us if we're willing to have those conversations. I think of James 5, 16, when he's talking about how when you confess your sin to one another and pray for one another, you're healed. And there's a very like real thing. That's not just him saying something nice that we should do in churches, but it's a very real thing that comes. Healing comes when we're actively engaging others, confessing our sin and taking that before the Lord, because really the Lord is the one that can deal with our sin. Yeah. And so I feel like this is a tough topic, but it's a topic that's important because the only way we can kind of really deal with it is to have people in our lives who will help us take this before the
0: Lord. Totally. Yeah, that James five sixteen is so such evidence of the fact that God wants us to talk about this because mm-hmm. it brings healing to us. Yeah. Love that. Lisa, what do you think?
2: Well, the issue of sin affects our fellowship with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as a believer, we have a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit seals that relationship. Nothing will ever change that. But when we're walking in sin, that fellowship is broken, mm-hmm. and we aren't experiencing everything that God has intended, that abundant life, new life, right, mm-hmm. freedom, all the things we talk about all the time. So we need to talk about it because we want to help people have victory and yes. recognize so, right. so many of the times we have no idea we're even in the pit or mm-hmm. wobbling in the mud, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why mentors are so significant because in love, you are in conversation with someone who wants to bring you to those victories and the freedom. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. So good. So
0: what do you think it looks like for us to create a trustworthy, safe environment for people to confess sin to us?
1: I think one of the things that comes to mind is not only to create the environment, but to also be that Person. Sure. Because yeah. a lot of times we want, you know, when you want someone to trust you, but then they see you talking about someone else, or if they recognize that you're sharing something that maybe isn't yours to share, I feel like that creates walls. And so to be a person who's trustworthy is a person who doesn't do that wherever you're at. It's a person who's a person of integrity and um, a person who holds confidence well. And that can create an environment for people to feel safe um, to talk about what they're doing. And then I think another thing is that just creating an equal playing field. Yeah. Because oftentimes when you talk about discipleship or mentoring, um, it's easy to put a one-up, one-down relationship on that particular setting. But really what we're doing is we're both coming as broken people who are seeking to understand who the Lord is and what he's doing in our lives. And so if we can approach it with the reality that while our sin may look different or be different, we both probably have sin. And to be a person who's also willing to enter in and confess sin to those that we're mentoring or discipling, I think creates a safe environment as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's
0: so true because the people that I want to confess into are those who are humble and who I know that they're not going to judge me, but going to help me walk in
2: newness and freedom. Mm -hmm. And if we care more about the person and not the agenda, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's We're good. not meeting with them to be the police. We're yeah. meeting with them because we care about them. Mm-hmm. And when we are walking with the Lord and there's the fruit of the Spirit, it's such a safe place. It's like yeah. there's patience, there's kindness, there's goodness, the pure heart. So first thing is that we have a genuine, intimate walk with the Lord. And we're going to be naturally talking about the spiritual battle that goes on mm-hmm. yeah. and the struggles of sin. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be a part of our conversation naturally because we're processing that and wanting to purify our hearts daily. And so that's just going to be very natural to talk about with someone else.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being honest and where we're at too. Mm -hmm.
1: That's so good. Yeah, Lisa, I totally agree. I feel like when people understand that we're for them, they're more willing to engage us in these hard conversations, these tough topic yeah. topics, and and talk about the processing of their own sin, and and then we're processing our sin. And I think there's an element of helping people to know we're for them by being willing to see them, to hear them, all of those pieces that if they. If they are coming into this relationship and they see themselves as a project or they're, we're just trying to help or fix them, that is not something that creates this environment where someone can be authentic and real and vulnerable. It's, it's an environment where people can say the right things and do the right things and maybe move a little bit. But when we see people's lives transformed, we know that only comes from the Lord. And we know that only happens when we bring it to Him. And so as we create a place where they can be seen by us, we can also continue to point them to the Lord. That's when their sin really starts getting dealt with is Mm -hmm. when they're in a place that's safe and we can help point them back to the Father who is actually the only one who can deal with their sins. I feel like I want to fix so many things in my life. And I have to be reminded often, like, really when it comes to this topic of sin, God's the only one who can wipe wipe us clean and wash us as white Mm -hmm. as snow and -hmm. and do that for us. And so really, like, being people who continuously see others, but then bring them into the presence of Jesus in the process.
2: Absolutely. I mean, we have their best interest in mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's so safe Mm -hmm. when someone Mm -hmm. truly just wants what's best for you. Yeah. Right. And ultimately, because we want to honor God. Mm -hmm. And because we want to please Him. Yep, I love that vein of we
0: long for them to deal with this with the Lord and for Mm -hmm. it to actually bring repentance and change and transformation Mm -hmm. to their lives. So, guys, what kind of questions do you think we should be asking to help people think about their sin?
2: Leah, I want you to chime in on that because you really ask good questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. What are the questions that come to mind?
1: One of the things that comes to mind when... um, I'm considering having these conversations with people is not only the what they're doing, but the why they're doing it. And so a lot of the Mm -hmm. questions I would come to with people would maybe start with a what, and I think people are willing to, to confess the what, but they don't want to think about the why. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times I ask, well, why is that? Or what's the thing that like makes that something in particular that captures you or whatever it is. Um, In sin in particular, a lot of times if we're having the conversation already about, well, this is a place where I trip up or stumble. The question of, well, why do you think that is? Or what are some of the things that um, you really like about that sin that make you want to keep going back to it? You know, things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I think getting to the heart of it helps you really take that, um, and move forward in a transforming way more so than just correcting your actions or yeah. the way you do life. Yeah, that's
0: good. I think a question that sometimes I tend to ask when we're talking about sin is what, where was your heart and mind and body? Where were you at right before you did this? Like, yeah. were you communing with the Lord that day? Were you abiding with him were you did you have your mind on his word and were you in a smart place physically like were (laughs) were you around your community were you you know questions like that like where were you right before you Mm -hmm. fell into this again you know and sometimes that can help us like okay I had been straying all week actually and I had been stressed out by all of the things going on and I was trying to be self-sufficient. So sometimes it can actually reveal other sins that Mm -hmm. led to this (laughs) sin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes that can be a helpful question for us to just look at where we were state of our heart and communing
2: with the Lord beforehand. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think when I think of the conversations that I've had with the women that I'm investing in, A lot of times it isn't me asking questions. It's just being mindful as they're sharing things Mm -hmm. with me to not just glaze over it and go on, but to say, you know, like I'm thinking, for example, several different people would say, um, you're going to be so disappointed in me, or I know Mm -hmm. that you're going to hate hearing this, that I'm doing this. Yeah. And so instead of just letting them say that, I'm so glad that they're respectful of me, but it's like, okay, really, it doesn't matter what I think, but Mm -hmm. what do you think God thinks about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah you know, what, what do you think he wants for you? And so getting what they're already saying, but helping them turn it into like, this is probably something that's deep and they need to process it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So not just skipping over it. Mm -hmm. Or like if somebody comes up to you and says, I feel so guilty. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. instead of just letting them kind of get away with that, say, well, maybe you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so is there something there? Like, do do you want to just talk this through a little bit? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can sense that you have a heaviness and I'd love to just process that with you. And so I think sin is an everyday decision we're going to make. So when people are talking to you, have that in your mind of like, I'm willing to go deeper and help them be able to process this and help them know how to go deeper in this issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've said this
1: before, but so often in these conversations, you make whatever you want to be that conversation normal by normalizing it. You're the one who kind of gets to say, hey, we're going to have a relationship that." is authentic, is vulnerable, is a place where I can say, well, are you guilty? That's going to be this relationship. And I think that sort of setting the tone comes through those of us who have walked a little life or, or people who are mentoring and discipling people. You have this honor of setting a tone that is this environment and is a place where you can ask hard questions and, Some of it is simply just being willing Mm -hmm. to say the things we're so afraid of offending. And I think that's good. I think we want to care for people well. But when people do feel seen and loved, they are not offended when you are willing to step into a deeper level a relationship with
2: them. and Well, they have so many friends. And so there's a relationship with mm-hmm. the girlfriend you're going to have, but I see the relationship with the mentor that you've given that person the freedom and the invitation to come in and speak life into you and spiritually lead you. So I think of another young, I love meeting with young single women. And one of the young women were talking about this little attorney that was super handsome. And he was Mm -hmm. asking her on fun dates and actually planned the date. And she wasn't having that from her Christian friends. And she's like, well, what do you think? And I said, I think you should flee. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, that's not the popular. She was so excited to tell me. And it was like, you, this is so attractive to you, but he has no relationship with the Lord. And we're, you know, Bible says to not be unequally yoked. So Mm -hmm. you're just setting Mm -hmm. yourself up, you know, right. And, so we actually had such a good conversation and she may not have been super excited to meet with me the next time if she's still dealing with it but then it's like when she knows i'm for her and i want everything that god has for her yeah um, Mm -hmm. over time i think that built so much trust and then by the time she did get married and it was to this godly man and now they have two babies Mm -hmm. and She's living, you know, the abundance of what God wants. Mm-hmm. I think she can look back and think she really cared about me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. know, she
2: just nipped it like mm-hmm. she nipped it and helped me think about what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, but
1: I agree. And I think that for me, one of the things that has helped shape me so much that I do bring in also to this idea of crush questions is. The attributes and character of God. And so when I understand rightly about God, I respond to God in a different way. And that's one of the things I'll ask when we're talking about this idea of sin is what were you believing about God in that moment? Or what was something that was a (laughs) misbelief about God that caused you to move Mm -hmm. that direction? Because Mm -hmm. most of the time there is something that we have twisted in our idea of who God is that leads us then down a trail. I think of Adam and Eve in the garden, original sin. There's something that Eve, when she hears the serpent's temptation, that she thinks God is withholding something or there's something there that she doesn't believe rightly about God Mm -hmm. that causes her to move and act in sin. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I'll ask people I'm discipling often is, well, what were you believing about
2: God Mm -hmm. in that? And just to add to that, repentance is an act of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also just as much as daily walking with Him, it's like part of that t- to repent is to mm-hmm. believe God mm-hmm. and yeah. to believe all those things we know are true of Him. So yeah. I love that question because it's really the heart of the issue is that you're not knowing who He is if this is how you're responding. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So how should we respond when people confess into us? What are some pitfalls you see us falling into as
1: believers, as people are confessing sin to us? (laughs) I laugh at this because there are those like shocked and horror faces that you get when, if it's not the sin you struggle with and someone confesses sin to you, there is a moment of, whoa, wasn't, wasn't expecting that. What do I do with that? Like, there's Mm -hmm. this kind of a panic moment. Um, how do I handle this? Uh, I think one of the things that we should do when we respond to someone confessing sin is we should give them the courtesy of hearing them all the way through
0: yeah, with good. a
1: fresh perspective and not just taking everything through our own lens. Because I think as a relator, that's one of the things that I'll try to figure out. How does, like, how does my story relate to their story? And, how, and sometimes it just doesn't. Sometimes it's a different path God's taken them on but that doesn't mean that he hasn't put us together in that season for a time to figure out what he's doing in Mm -hmm. our lives. But I think sometimes our responses to sin can really create an environment of not feeling like they can confess or feeling safe, not because we aren't safe, but because we just didn't give them enough space and time to completely communicate. Yeah.
0: I think along that vein, like I totally agree that a lot of times we were like, (laughs) racking our brain of how we can relate. (laughs) Along that vein is to not assume that you understand them in those moments, you know, Mm -hmm. not to assume, oh, because you sin this way and I know somebody who does that or I've done that, I know everything about this situation Mm -hmm. and I know exactly what you need. I think if we carry that heart into this, like we are five steps behind. It is not helpful to assume that we know the situation because it's not us. And we just yeah. need to come with a listening heart that asks questions to l- learn them, learn the situation so that yeah. God can speak into that.
1: You yeah. know, that's so good. I think oftentimes we do assume into things and we want to fix and we do want to help. Yeah. And our heart is good and we want to be the person who helps them wrestle through this. But I think. Oftentimes we need to be the person who sits and says, you know, the one person who can help you really wrestle through this and solve this is the Lord himself. And right now I'm simply a person who's sitting here being empathetic and hearing your story and listening like you're saying, Leah, Um, because then they have a place where I'm not, I'm not the savior he is.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I am simply a person who really cares enough to hear. Yeah.
0: Yeah assuming we know what's going on makes us not want to ask questions and mm-hmm. not limits us from being curious and maybe hearing what really is going on.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I have a question, you know, when I was thinking of this, it's easy when we're dealing with sin to minimize it mm-hmm. and act like it's mm-hmm. really not that big of a deal. I mean, it's so easy to justify, isn't it? Yes. It's so easy to hide it and just to have no remorse about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they could be bringing things up or in our own lives you know, this has to apply to us every bit of who we're mm-hmm. sitting across the table yeah. from and hoping yes. to help them grow. I mean, every day we have these same things, but what do you do when they just kind of had a really big deal and they just go, but it's really not that big a deal. Cause I mean, I didn't murder someone mm-hmm. like, how do you help not just feel like you're putting more seriousness or that it's a bigger deal, but helping them really see sin,
1: you know, it's mm-hmm. so ugly
2: yeah. and it's so dark and it's so, it's like, Satan comes to kill, still, and destroy, and you are just giving him an open door to come in and do all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's a fine line when people are confessing sin to us that
0: weren't, it's not our job to make them feel conviction. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. our job. That's the Holy Spirit's job to convict hearts. And I think we can ask questions that make them think seriously about what's going on, but In my perspective, it doesn't really go well to be like, no, actually that was a terrible offense against God and you Mm -hmm. need to like be on your face right now. To me that doesn't always go really well, but you guys might have different opinions on that. I don't
2: I I would I would agree. Like, mm -hmm. see, I would probably shy away if I felt like I was gonna meet and it was confrontation and like if that was the purpose Mm -hmm. of our meetings and Mm -hmm. stuff. But I have had times where I've wanted to slough something off and someone will say, I think there's something deeper going mm-hmm. on there. And that was actually the biggest yeah. gift to me yeah. that they were not just minimizing yep. it with me, but they knew that it was like, you're starting a path of going down mm-hmm. this place. You're not going to want to go. Yeah. And they were just kindly bringing it up. Yeah. You maybe know? like
0: asking questions like, why do you think that's not a very big deal? Mm-hmm. Or like, maybe, you yeah. know,
2: yeah. Or yeah. not telling, not coming down on them and like, you know, you should mm-hmm. be, so remorseful over this because you can't make somebody be remorseful but maybe it's that's where you start asking the questions too well and even the fact that they brought it up
1: demonstrates a level of understanding their own like if that's brought up in something and then it's minimized it was brought up for a reason and i think there's that element of saying well i hear what you're saying and yeah it's you know, maybe a lot of people do struggle with that. However, I feel like you did bring it up and is that something that's heavy on you Mm -hmm. or is that something that, yeah, is there something deeper there? And I think like the fact that they brought it up in and of itself is a place where we can engage that up until the point at which they're done engaging, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but I agree with you, Leah, where the spirit will come in and convict. It's simply our job. Yeah to be there and to say, hey, I want to be this person in your life and in your world who continuously reminds you of the things of the Lord, who Mm -hmm. continuously points you to the Lord Mm -hmm. and who's willing to be beside you and say the hard things if need be, but not the things that are condemning, just the things that are are real and true when you're stuck in a lie or whatever it is.
0: I think early on when I was learning to walk with people, it was definitely my MO to say things like, hey, that's like, not good. You mm-hmm. need to like root this out of your life and we need mm-hmm. to change your behavior and get some boundaries in place. <laughs> and oftentimes I wasn't seeing a lot of fruit from that. And I I was also not seeing a lot of fruit in my own life cuz that's how I was dealing with sin. And so I think when the Lord was like, "Okay, let's let's go to the heart. Let's not just attack behavior all mm-hmm. the time. Let's go to the heart. Let's see why we're doing these things and why we believe this way about god and the lord used that realm a lot more to bring about redemption and
2: yes we're all constantly in the process of walking with him and learning and growing in grace and all the Mm -hmm. ways we communicate two things that i think is kind of fun to bring up is just what is sin you know and i love the archery term of that the bullseye Mm -hmm. is perfection and every mark outside of the bullseye is a sin mark yeah so it's an archery term and when you talk to people, Romans talks about that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God we all have imperfection in our life. Mm-hmm. It's not that we've murdered someone or we've robbed a bank mm-hmm. those big things but we all have imperfection so when you bring that into light it's like it's not as threatening um, I also think of the term of repentance and it's a military term mm-hmm. of literally turning in the opposite direction yeah and so I think as people that want to pour into a a woman that we love so much is just being mindful that it's anything that's less than who God's holiness is. Mm -hmm. And we want to just be just with such a pure, clean heart before Mm -hmm. the Lord. And so what do you do about it? You literally either, like I told my friend, to flee or you literally about face and you go in the other direction. Mm -hmm. And those are the things we can engage people in. It's like, how do you want me to hold you accountable? What does that look like for you to do this in a different way, Mm -hmm. in a different direction? Is there something I can you know, scripture we can mm-hmm. memorize together. Can I? How can I encourage you? Mm-hmm. So the rest is left up to to God, obviously, and His Holy Spirit. But those are things as a disciple maker that we can walk alongside and mm-hmm. care about people. Yeah.
0: And don't you think that sometimes, like, af- it's like after the coffee meeting or after mm-hmm. the taking a walk, where they're like starting to mull over, and the Lord is using the after it's mm-hmm. like not always happening when you're together, the conviction or the, and you may never know family.
2: until you get to heaven. that, yeah. that conversation yeah. actually was something God used. Yeah. Usually you mm-hmm. walk away going, "Ugh, I hope I didn't just hurt my relationship with her. Like, Lord, I just got to trust yeah. that you're going to mm-hmm. let her know that was in good intention. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so many times I've heard years later that somebody will say when we had that conversation, God really used it. And that's when I decided I didn't want to live like that. And you're just thinking that he would choose to let me be, Mm -hmm. you know, participant in that big deal in her life is just Mm -hmm. such an amazing thing. Yeah. A lot of times we don't even really remember what we say
0: and it's the stuff that we don't remember saying that God sends to you. So fun to have you join us for this conversation, friends. I... Loved it. I love that we could talk so candidly about talking about sin, whether it's our sin or when we're leading other women. And I think this is a really helpful conversation that's only going to continue into next week. We recorded this episode and it was a little long, and so we've just decided all of this is helpful, and so we want to make sure you get all of it. And so we broke it up into part one and part two. So next week, stay tuned for the Tough Topics Sin Episode Part 2. One thing that Lisa said that's really sticking to me is she said that repentance is to believe God. And I think that is so true in our lives that when we believe God is who he says he is. When we believe that he is good, he is holy, and he is kind and loving, and he longs for us to follow him with all of our lives, when we believe God is who he says he is, we take repentance in a different way. We see repentance in a different way. I've seen that be so true in my own life, and It was so sweet to get to process that with Lisa and Tara today. I am so thankful that you tuned in today. Such a fun conversation and it was really edifying to me and I hope it was for you too. If you find these episodes encouraging, would you leave us a review? Would you rate this podcast so that other people can find us and be spurred on in their discipleship journeys with Jesus? Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. We'll see you back next week.